Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us this morning to the book of 1 John, chapter number 3. Got a verse to share with us this morning. It's pressed on my heart. It hadn't left me. Um, shared this on Thursday night and uh, tried to pray the last two or three days and it seems this is still uh, a burden for my soul. So I appreciate the unction of God and certainly desire your prayers this morning. Believe it's a, uh, an important message. I believe each one of us can be changed by it if we'll just let the Word of God and the Spirit of God have his good word. First John chapter number 3, verse number 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Father, thank you for your word. We pray that you would fill our hearts with this truth. We have no abilities within ourselves. And yet we pray that the unction of your spirit would, Lord, press upon each and every mind, every soul today, the importance of this truth. Father, we pray that we be settled forever in who we are and not what we are. We thank you now for what you're going to do. Open our hearts to it as we ask it earnestly. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, I started this the other night by saying we are human beings, not human doings. I don't know if you've ever thought of that or not, but uh, I'm a human being. I'm not a human doing. We do a lot of things, and certainly we're identified by the world as what we do. What we do often defines for many who we are, and yet who I really am has very little to do with what I do, what I do. And I'm going to dig into that a little deeper, but I, I want you really to take this, this thought today because I believe that there's many people that have so clearly identified who they are by what they do. And therefore, when what they do changes, their life is upside down. And I get there, there are hard things that happen to us. But if you define yourself by truly who you are as opposed to what you do, you'll get through it. And there is a distinct difference. The distinction is, is that the things I do infers more to what I am than who I am. But what I am, what I do, all ends at the graveyard. Let me read this verse and plug in what a human doing might say and see if we can see the distinction. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called Baptists. Now, I am a Baptist without any hesitation I'm a Baptist I've always been a Baptist but I'm a Baptist because I believe doctrinally that it follows as close to what I believe this book says 
as anything else. But did you know that one of these days when I reach the graveyard, I'll no longer be a Baptist? Being a Baptist is not who I am. It is what I am. If what you are or who you are ends when you die, then you have misdefined your identity as a whole. You've missed the point. There are all kinds of people today that identify with who they are as being by what they do. But the truth is, is there's a whole bunch of what I do that's going to end when I reach the graveyard. Let me see if I can give some examples today. I'm a, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I'm a teacher. I'm a counselor. I'm a singer. I also try to play an instrument. Now, those are things that I do. Some look at me as a pastor and think that that is who I am. But do you know I may not always be a pastor? There may be a point in my life that physically I'm incapable of being a pastor. I may find out tomorrow that I've got throat cancer and never speak a word again. If who I am is identified by what I do, my world will be upside down. Now, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be rocked by that news, but I am saying if who we are is not based on what we do, you'll make it through. Yeah. I've met a lot of people that, that because they had def- their whole life was defined by what they did, by what they were as opposed to who they were in Christ, because they had it so, so completely identified who they were that when that changed, their, wife, their life was, was simply upside down and to some it's irreparable. You say, well, you can get over not pastoring anymore. You could get over not get being able to preach or, or any of those other things. True enough, as long as your identity is not based solely upon what those things are. Yeah. And let me also say that I'm a father. But that's not who I am, that's what I am. Did you know if I lost one of my children, as hard as that would be, that I'm going to make it through. I know people have lost children. And they were identified by that. And they come out of it. It's what I am. It's not who I am. See, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to be a father. You see what I'm talking about? It's much more important that I understand who I am. Who I really am. I shared this the other night, and I want to say it again. I love my wife more than anybody in the, wor- in, the, in the world. And I am a husband. But that's what I am. It's not who I am. Because there'll be a day one of us leaves. There'll be a day, and it's very possible, that she goes for I do. And as hard as that may be, it's not who I am. It's what I am. See, because when I get to the grave, I'm not a husband anyhow. I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm an uncle. I'm a son. There's a lot of things that I am, but that cannot define holy, holy who I am. And I'm going to get to the who I am here in a minute. That's the point of the message. 
Because who I am is not dependent upon what I am. Who I am is not dependent on what I am. But what I am is truly dependent on who I am. Don't get confused. This gets easier as we get into it. I have, I have a job outside of this, this place. I have work that I've been doing since I was a teenager. Got in it, couldn't get out of it, and been doing it ever since. And a lot of people define me by that work. Certainly a lot of my peers, a lot of those folks that I work with, they define who I am by the jobs I've done, by the things that I've done, by the experience I have, and all of this other stuff. And and they see me as that person. The truth is that ends at the grave. Did some even get to retire, right? And it ends for them when they retired. You know, some people just lose it when they retire because they identified themselves by what they did. Where you at today? Trying to get to the place where, where each one of us will be honest enough to look introspectively and say, you know what? I'm defined by something greater than what I do. Truth is, I don't believe that any of you would love me any less if my occupation was mechanic. Would would you love me any less? Would you love me any more if my occupation was was a lawyer or a doctor or something of that nature? Would, Would you love me any more? What I do is not how I'm to be identified by this world because all of those things, all of what I am, all of what you are, they all end at the graveyard. When you reach that point, those are the things that will cease to exist and and we're identified by all kinds of these things. Now, I want to say this, that, that what I do needs to be completely influenced by who I am. I should be always a godly father. A godly husband, a godly uncle, a godly brother, a godly son. All of these things are influenced by who I am, but they don't define who I am. Being those things are not what makes me what I am. I am what I am by something greater. and That's where I'm trying to get to, but I've got to get us all to the same spot here before we take off. I think some of us today dangerously are identifying who we are by what we do. We're we're identifying our life's work as being who I am. Well, this is the gift that God gave me to do, and this is what I do, and this is how I do it, and all of this. And, and, And if you're not careful, you begin to take pride in some of those things. And before you know it, who you are is identified by what you do. And here's what I want to know. If if you're living in that condition today, you are dangerously misguided because who you are should not have anything to do with what you do. But what you do is completely influenced by who you are. See, because I could, uh, occupationally, I could be any, anyone. And it wouldn't make any difference. All of those are going to end at the graveyard. And all of those can be influenced by who I am as a Christian and made better. Who are you? Who are you? So that's what I want to focus on this morning is I want you to see who you are. 
in Christ. And I want you to see that each and everything that I'm going to share with you, and it's a long list and I may shorten it, but each and every one of these things, they don't end in the grave. Number one, I have been told, number two, from the word of God, and I'm going to give you the scripture for every one of them, that these definitely are who I am. And I can rejoice today when I leave here, whether I have a job or I don't. I can leave here today knowing that regardless of which one of those things that seem to make what I am change during my life, that who I am never will change. Now, all of this is based upon you being in Christ Jesus, that he's your Lord. Because let me be clear, if you've never been born again, you don't know who you are. And quite frankly, what you do probably defines who you are. And guess what? That all ends at the grave. The greatest thing about being a child of God today is I don't end at the grave. It don't stop for me just because my heart quits beating or my lungs cease to, to, to fill with air again. None of that ends when I leave this world. You see, who I really am goes far beyond what this world would attribute to me or define me as. It goes far beyond. And oh, I'm glad today that I have something that is eternal and wondrous and forever. We, we're an eternal being, not an eternal doing. Number one. I'm a son of God. Let me go back and read the scripture properly. Behold what manner of love that the Father hath bestowed upon us that we've been called the sons of God. I want to tell you who I am today. According to 1 John chapter 3, verse number 1, I am a son of God. Amen. You can't take that away. You see, when they lay me in a coffin and bury me in the ground, I will still be a son of God. I'd like to say to you today that my father is the ruler of all the universe. He is God Almighty, infinite and sovereign in every way. He has all power in heaven and earth. There's nothing he can't do. There's nothing impossible for him. And you say, you're his son? Yep, I am the son of God today. I am the child of a king. And we are the family of God. And that's who I am. My father today is the ruler of it all. And I want you to know also that my Savior is my elder brother. My Savior is the Son of God himself. My Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who spoke everything into existence, every blade of grass you see, every tree in this world, every animal, every being, he spoke them into existence. May I say today that he is my brother. How can you say that? Because I'm a son of God. I'm a son of God. It's who I am. You can't change that, you see. I've been brought by price and put into the family of God. Let me ask you today, are you a child of God this morning? Do you know for sure that you've been born again? If you, if you are, may I rejoice with you today and say that you're a child of the king. Thank God you're not a Baptist. That's not who you are. That's what you are. I want you to know that you're a child of the living God and you're going to live eternally one day. That's who I am. You can't change that because it's not temporal. It's not earthly. It's not of this world. You can't change who I am because who I am, he made. He's the one that made me part of his family. (laughs) When people ask you who you are, I heard that old song the other day. When people ask who I am, tell I'm the redeemed. 
Amen, that's who I am. If you want to identify me by something in this world, I'd like to point you to the one who has made me all that I am. You see, it's by the grace of God that I am what I am. And who I am is in Christ today. And I am a son of God. I'm a son of God. Not only am I a child of the king and a part of the great family of God today, but I'm also an eternal being. According to John chapter number 10, verse number 28, the Bible said this, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. You say, who are you? I'm an eternal being. I shall never perish. According to the Lord Jesus Christ, I have been given eternal life. I want you to know today that regardless of what you might read in the newspaper, hear from somebody down here, or see with your own eyes when they put me in a box and they roll me out to that red clay and they cover it up, I am not gone. I am simply in another place. I am not dead. He said, I have eternal life and that I shall never perish. Praise be unto God today. You want to know who I am I'm an eternal being because of Jesus Christ today who am I (laughs) ain't got nothing to do with a businessman or a father or or a preacher or a pastor none of that that's what I am I want you to know that who I am exceeds all of those things who I am goes beyond the grave who I am is defined by the eternal lordship of Jesus himself You see, who I am is far better than what I am. Who I am, not only are we an eternal being, but we an heir to God. I've already told you that we're the sons of God, but did you know the only way to be an heir to the inheritance is to be one of his? For me to have an inheritance with God, but according to the the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse number 17, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, we'll also be glorified with him. May I say today that for the born-again believers in Jesus Christ, who you are is an inheritance, who you are is an heir to God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. As far-fetched as it may sound, it is the absolute truth that is the word of God and it is declared that you are an heir to God. You have an inheritance that is eternal and forever. You have something beyond this world that is beyond understanding or comprehension. We are the people of God. And because we're the people of God, we have an inheritance, friend, that will last when the world is on fire, not only... Not only am I an heir to God, but I am in Christ. Who are you? Well, I'm in Christ. That's who I am. It can be defined as simply being in Christ. Everything that you want to look at as a child of God today is because Christ lives in me and that I live in him. I I described it like this. It's like a raindrop that falls into a big pond. Amen, the drop becomes part of the pond and the pond becomes part of the drop. I'm in him and he's in me and you can't separate the two. Once you've been born again, you're a part of the family of God and you can be assured of this, that regardless of what you do in this world or don't do in this world, you are still a child of God today and if you're in Christ, friend, you have all that you need for eternity. That's who I am. That's who I am. And the world today is certainly confused about who they are because they've let what they do define them. They've let what they do 
define how they're to be seen in this world. No, those are the things that are influenced by who I am. I ought to be godly at everything that I do. But regardless of what I do, it's who I am that's getting me to glory. It's who I am. Who are you today? Have you been born again? I'll tell you what else I am. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, amen, I just told you I'm in Christ. What he said was, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You say, who are you today? Here's what I can tell you. Though I don't know exactly what I am, what I am perfectly in his eyes, but I can tell you this, I'm a new creature. I ain't what I was. Bless God, he has made me something new, made me different on the inside. I didn't do that work. He did that work. I'm not living today based on what I've done, but I am declaring to you that who I am is based on what he's done and what he did is right. I'm a new creature in Christ, not only a new creature, but he gave me a definition we'll find in the book of John chapter number 10. He tells me that I'm a sheep of his pasture. He tells me that he is the good shepherd and he tells me that his sheep know his voice and a stranger they won't follow. May I say to you today that I'm a sheep in Christ. I'm one of his. I'm one of the flock. I'm one of them that follow after him. Yep, where you find them, you're going to find me. And where you find me, you're going to find them. Because as the sheep of God, we gather together. We come together because our shepherd is there. And we love our shepherd. And we follow our shepherd. And he leads us. And he does all. You say, who are you, preacher? I'm one of the sheep of the glorious shepherd of Christ. I'm one of them that simply follow him around. Who are you? I'm just following the shepherd today. I'm one of those that are just following the shepherd. One of those that have made up their minds that that he's he's my shepherd and I know his voice and he knows mine. And he leads me and protects me and guides me and provides for me. He's my shepherd. Who are you today? I tell you right now, I'm one of the sheep of his fold. Are you? Are you? And because I am one of the the children of God, the sheep of God, an heir to God in Christ, a new creature, all of these things, you see, should influence what I am. Regardless of what it is that you are in this world today, all of those things that I am in Christ should influence what, you know, whatever you are, put that title out there and let me ask you, are you a godly one of them? It's who you are expecting what you are. I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm a sheep of his fold, but also according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I am the called of God. You say, preacher, you've been called to preach. No, I'm talking about a better calling than that. I'm talking about a calling that wretched me when I said, boy, a calling friend that come to my heart when I was but a child and showed me that I was lost, a calling from a Savior who said, I can save you, a calling that bid me to come that day, a calling that reached into my heart. First Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 9, God is faithful by whom ye were called under the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I am the called of God today, and you are too. Whether you like it or not, friend, we've been called out, we've been set apart, we've been made one of his. Who I am is because he called me and if you're a child of God today he's called you too I am the called of God who are you I'm called not only am I called I'm called to be something 
The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 1, verse number 12, he said, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Who are you today? Well, according to the Bible, I'm a saint of God. Now, here's where we get a little bit of the rub, because right, you're looking at what I am, and you say, well, that ain't very saintly. Actually, I hope you don't think that way, but you could. Right, if you could see me close enough, you'd recognize that I wasn't perfect. You'd recognize that I ain't able to do some things and I miss the mark badly on others. And there are so many things that I wish I did do better and wish I, I would do better. Oh, but I've been called, you see, to be a saint of God. Do you know what? I can't help but be a saint of God and you can't either. It's like being a child of God today. You, you, you were called into that family and brother, you, you can pick your friends but you stuck with your family. You can't get out of it. I'm tickled to death to be a part of the family of God and I'm overwhelmed that he considers me a saint. I'm overwhelmed but see, I've been called to that. And you have too. You've been called to be a saint of God. Not only who you are is the called saints of God, but you're also the chosen. The chosen. The Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 16, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. Speaking to his apostles, but he's chosen you too. Has he not? Did he not choose you that day when he came to you? And opened your heart to the truth of sin and your destiny to hell's flames. Did he not choose you that day when he brought to you everlasting life and offered you the pardon of your sins? Did he not choose you that day when he came looking for you? You weren't looking for him. You weren't hunting for God. But he came looking for you. And when he found you, he pulled you up out of that horrible pit, that miry clay. May I say to you today that I am the chosen of God. I didn't choose him. He chose me. So who are you, preacher? I'm, I'm the chosen, and you are too. I'll tell you right now, there's coming a day, if we live long enough in this present culture, there's coming a day that they're going to look upon you and they're going to say all manner of evil. But I want you to know today you needn't listen to them because we know who we are. Hear me now. You might find this irrelevant this morning, but I'm telling you right now, the day's coming when it will be the most relevant thing that you know is who you are. Not as defined by this world, not as determined by those of this world that say what you are. No, that's not who I am. What I am is what I do, but I am someone different. I am an eternal being. I am all of these things according to the word of God. Let me continue. The Bible said we're a saint of God, we're chosen of God, but in Colossians 2.13, he also said that I'm forgiven. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened Together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. You say, preacher, who are you in Christ? I'm the forgiven. I'm those to whom he has taken all their sins and cast them as far as the east is from the west. I am the forgiven. <laughs> you can fight the devil with this, by the way, when he comes to you and his accusations and his lies and all that he says to try to tear you down, to pull you down, to destroy your testimony. May I say to you today that if you're born again, if you're a child of God today, you can look him in the eye and say, I am the forgiven. Yeah. Amen. 
All my sins are gone. You see, that's who I am. That ain't what I am. The man that I am today, it still has sin in this flesh. Oh, but there's something inside me. You see, the who I am does not sin. Cannot. Apostle Paul said it cannot. No, it's dead to it, according to the apostle in the book of Romans. I am dead to sin. I can no longer live therein. So I don't understand the difference. Well, you're looking at two people right here. One is the outward man. That's what I am. And the other is the inward man. Blessed, bless the name of Jesus. That's who I am. God tells you he's coming and and things go as they normally do. My children will bury their father one day. And my wife will bury her husband. And my grandchildren will bury their papa. That's the way it'll happen, maybe. But what I am will not dictate the joy in their life that day. They will be able to rejoice that day because of who I am. You know why, Paul? Because they know they will see me again. Oh, it's so much more important, you see, that you know who you are than what you are. I told my children, they can tell you this. I told them all. They all had opportunities, best we could provide to go to college or whatever they wanted to do. But I tried my best to tell all of them, don't make no difference to me. What you do. Don't care. Don't make no difference to me. What matters to me is who you are, not what you are. So I can live with it, you see. Whether one of my children chose to flip hamburgers the rest of their life, no offense if you flip hamburgers, Amen. That matters not to me. But I'll tell you what does matter. Are you going to heaven? Because what you are will not affect where you're going. It's who you are. What I want to know is who you are today. Because what you are, if you'll leave it up to God, will all work out according to his good plan. And you can be godly at whatever it is he calls you to do. You can be godly at whatever relational position he allows you, whatever occupational position he allows you, whatever in this world he trusts with you. You can be godly at it, but you'll have to be Christ's before that'll work. Who are you? Who are you? Well, I'm the forgiven of God, but also... I'm not condemned. Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Here we go with that in Christ again. Who are you? Well, I'm the uncondemned. I'm the one that got to go free. I'm the one that was pardoned of all their sin. Who are you today? I'm ashamed that it took such a price to set me free. But I want you to know I'm not backing away from the title I was given. Brother Roger preached to us a title on Wednesday night. 
that how important it is to have the title of being the blood washed of God. May I say to you today, I've got that title. Amen. If you want to know who I am, I am those. I am one of them that has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ that is not condemned today to an eternal death in that judgment of flames. I'm not condemned to that. I have been made free through Christ. Who are you today? Why? If we really take all this who I am business as the truth of God, and I'm trying to give you scripture, beloved. (laughs) I'm trying to give you the scripture just to assure you that this is who you are. Whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, doesn't change the fact that it's what he said you are. (laughs) And bless God, if that's really what I am, I ought to be rejoicing every time I come in the house of God. You ought to be able to hold me back from shouting this place down because my name's been written. (laughs) See, it matters way more who I am than what I am. I get to heaven, he's not going to slap me on the back and say, welcome, pastor. (laughs) That doesn't impress him. No, as a matter of fact, he knew every message I ever preached. He preached them. Well, he ain't going to give me no credit for that. Well, he shouldn't, do you? It's all his anyhow. He's not going to smack me on the back and say, well, you're a good businessman. People thought a lot of you. In a ton of experience, you're looked up by all your peers, all this other stuff. You know, he's not going to say that to me. No, he's not, he's not even going to mention that. No, I got a feeling he's going to say, I gave you the bill to do anything you ever did. Amen. If you can do something, let me be clear, who did it? Because I can assure you this, you can do nothing, according to the Bible, you can do nothing without him. You wouldn't breathe today if he wasn't making you breathe. You want to know who I am? Goodness gracious, I got the better end of this bargain. I traded all my wickedness for his righteousness that day. Who are you? Well, I'm the righteous of God. Redeemed, he said, in Colossians 1, 13 and 14, he said, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us under the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Just say, preacher, who are you? I am the redeemed. I am the redeemed. That's what that song says. I am the redeemed, not only redeemed, but I'm sealed till the day of redemption. Ephesians 4, verse 30, and grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. I'm also the pearl of great price. I shared that the other day. Matthew chapter number 13 The goodly merchant came seeking a pearl and he paid everything that could be paid so he could buy you and me. Now, he paid way too high price for most of us, but I want you to know he bought me. He bought me that day. You say, preacher, you're really the pearl of great price. You are. The church of Jesus Christ certainly is the pearl of great price. He paid it all for you. That's who we are. You see, that's who we are in Christ. I'm almost done. We are also... The temple of God in whom dwells the Holy Spirit. This one still amazes me. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Know you not that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. 
Say, preacher, who are we in Christ? Well, you're the temple of God. Each one of you. Little temples that God chose when he saved you to place the Holy Spirit into. When you get born again, you see the Holy Spirit comes into your life and it dwells in you. Who are you? Well, I'm the indwelt by the Holy Ghost of God. You know, he goes with me everywhere I go. So whatever it is I am in this world, here's what I can tell you. He's with me when I am. Who I am is with me everywhere I go to do what I am. I am a human being today, and I've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit of God dwells within this temple. Who you are matters. Makes all the difference in the world. According to 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, I'm the washed. Here's what it says. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. They preach, who are we in Christ? According to the Word of God, you're the washed, you're the sanctified, and you're the justified. I ain't figured out why you, you people are so quiet. Yeah. Amen. I figured out why I'm so quiet sometimes when it comes to God. Yeah. You know why it is, Paul? Because we look in the mirror and think that's what I am. And that's not, that's not the truth. Doesn't matter what I see in the mirror. What matters is what this mirror shows me about the one on the inside. Who am I? Am I the washed, the sanctified, and the justified? According to the word of God, I am. And therefore, I am also free. The book of John teaches us that whom he makes free is Free indeed. Did you know you were free? You're free. Amen. Yeah. Say, who am I? I know this, you're free. You look bound, but you're free. You act bound, but you're free. You're not bound. You're not condemned. Your sins are gone. Your father's the ruler of all the world. Your brother's the savior of it all, and you're an heir to it. Amen. Yeah. But you look bound. You act bound. But that's the only one, because the only one you're looking at and considering is what you are and not who you are. Some of you need to take a look on the inside. Some of you need to open up your Bibles and believe it. Need to read it and you need to believe it. I've given you the scripture this morning. And by the way, I did not exhaust it. To your good pleasure, right? You don't want to sit here for another five hours. I did not exhaust the scriptures concerning who you are. I just gave to you the 18. Yes, sir. 18 is all I gave to you today. Thank God. All we got was 18 of them. I know. I'll just give you 17. So there's one more. You know, my greatest critic, can't you? It's me. 
and I, I, I put myself down and I run myself through the mill and I go. And you know why I do that? Because I let what I am try to dictate who I am. But that cannot be true. The word of God is not changed by what I am. But what I am is changed by who I am. Do you see the difference? All of these things that that God has said about me. I got every bit of that, Paul, but just saying, God, forgive me and save me. I got every bit of that because I was afraid to go to hell and said, would you save me? He made me all of that and more. Therefore, when we look in the mirror, we need to tell that old accuser that likes to bring up our past, we need to tell him who we are. We need to remind him of who I am. I'll tell you right now, there's one thing the devil can't do anything with, and that's the name of Jesus. And he's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my elder brother. He's my provider. He's my protector. He's my keeper. And by the way, God through him has put me in his own hand, and according to God, there's nobody able to pluck me out of his hand. We ought to be able to put the devil on the run. By quit looking at what we are and start telling the world who we are. Lastly, I'm an overcomer. Everybody see that movie? That was a good movie. I'm an overcomer. 1 John chapter 5. Here's what the Word of God says about us. Here's what your Bible says about you. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Anybody anybody have some of them days where you just feel like you ain't going to make it? He's going to get me today. According to this, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That's who I am. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. How did we get there? Come get a song, if you would. How did we get there? I just bowed before him one day. And in the broken contrition of my own heart, I just cried out to him to save me. And that day, he made me his own. He bought me. He made me his own. Now, I know we, I've spent the last 45 minutes or so trying to explain to us what that means. Right? That's a gift that it just, you just keep pulling stuff out of it. Right? You opened it at the mourner's bench one day, and, and, and it just it keeps giving. And the more I learn about who I am in Christ, the more overwhelmed I am that he has made me one of his own. What you are in the scheme of things is really insignificant. Whatever accolades and accomplishments you have throughout your your entire span on this earth actually have no meaning unless who you are influenced those things. And then those things became 
usable of an eternal weight and, and they were something that God was able to take and use it for something that was glorious and greater. The preacher, well, I, I don't work anymore. I'm, I'm retired. Do you know that retired people are supposed to be godly retired people? Let me park right here just a second. And I'm looking at you because you're retired, so I'm going to pick on you. You got more time than you've ever had before for God. You've been encumbered and weighted down with the things of this world. And that particular part of it's off. Do you know that you can do more for God than you've ever done? Retired. Certainly got more time to pray. Study his word. Be active in doing those things that are influenced by who you are not what you do let me finish the scripture behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God listen to what he said next therefore the world knoweth us not do you know the world don't know who you are they can't see it if you lost I mean this is hard enough to grab and save people ain't I mean, I quoted you the scripture and not many of you shouted. Right? You ain't even grabbed this as a saved person. You think a lost person's going to say, yep, that's the redeemed of God right there. That's the washed, sanctified, justified, chosen, called, saints, sheep. No, they don't see that. You know what they do see? What you are. And yet the Apostle Paul, in his wisdom of the Holy Spirit, Paul, he said, the world knows me not. They don't really know me. You know why? Because they don't know, they don't know him. How could they know me? They don't know him. And so the only way that I'm going to affect this world so that they can see Jesus is I got to be able to show them Jesus through what I am. Because who I am, they don't know. That's what Paul said. He said they, they can't know that because they don't know him. I love looking at your face and knowing that I know that you know. And most of you, I can look at you and say, I know you know. And he lets us come together in this place. And the Bible said that the Spirit bears witness one with another. You know why that is? It's because we're all in him. Because you know him. I know you. I know you. And that makes the bride of Christ so beautiful, so wondrous. It's such a precious thing to be a part of. But the world, they don't know you. They can't know you. So the best we can do, Paul, is to live in those things 
that I do and allow who I am influence what I am so that someone that don't know him might see him and want him. It's a big responsibility. You're equipped to do it. He said, you were the temple of God and the Holy Spirit does dwell in you. You might not act like it, but don't change the case. He's still in there. He's still in there. I think we have a great opportunity today if we'll get our minds, amen, settled on who we are. Then allow the great and the wondrous treasure of who we are in Christ filter right down into every part of what I am and be godly at it all. Be godly at it all. Stand as we sing. If you're here this morning and need the Lord, I, I can just ask you this morning just to try to be honest. Sometimes we just need to say, Lord, I need some help with this. I need you to open my heart to this truth that the power of your word might filter into my everyday life. That in everything I am and that I do, that Christ might be seen, that others might know that you're in me. If you need to pray today, come on.